When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the latest edition of ESPN SC. I'm Dan Thomas, joined in the studio today by Ali Morello and Stevie Nicol. We'll start in the news. The defending champions of the FA Cup are out. Brighton defeating Liverpool by two goals to one. It'd be Liverpool who would take the lead. Elliot with the goal. Dunk then would deflect in an effort with six minutes to go in the first half. It looked like it was heading for a replay, but a sensational goal for Mitoma would see Brighton through and Liverpool out. Here's what Jurgen Klopp had to say after the game. We're obviously much better than when we were here last time. Gave much lesser away, so um, they didn't have these chances they had. They scored from two set pieces, which is obviously is not allowed, to be honest, but it happened anyway. In the first half, we did a lot of things really well, but then again, we lost. Actually, they were only really dangerous. Last time, they played with us, around us, through us. So this time, they were the most dangerous situations they had from set pieces and um, when we gave the ball away, too simple in the first half, that was a little bit of a problem. But um, apart from that, um, yeah, second half, of course, you, when you can bring on energy and you try that, that's what we tried. Um, there were other moments, we were around the box, but we didn't finish the situations off clear enough. I think directly after the restart, we had our moments again, chances, didn't use them, and then it's an open game, but you have to accept how sad. If you cut that game out, out of all of the others, I think we had worse games when we when we got knocked out of the FA Cup or whatever cup competition uh, than today. But in general, in the situation we are, we wanted to show a reaction, or show the reaction, um, but in the end it was not enough. Well, Don joins us now. Forgive us, Don, I'm going to start with Stevie. It's dire, isn't it, at the moment? It's dire when you're going, well, we weren't as bad as we were last time, but we were really <laughs> yeah. bad, and that was the worst game of my managerial <laughs> career. Yeah, it's strange you start with, well, we're better than the last time. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank well you. Done, lads. Yeah. Thank you very much. Um, I just think we've got to accept where Liverpool are right now, and the fact of the matter is, is that as much as they were better than the last time, the, as, a, as a game of football, Brighton were the better team. Listen, he's not wrong when he said they had chances, because they did. Mm -hmm. We showed a couple of, that Mo Salah had. But Brighton also had chances. Alisson had to make saves as well. You know, so both sides were both sides were guilty of not taking chances that they created. At the end of the day, as I said, Brighton were the better footballing team. Yeah. At no stage did Liverpool have control of this game. And this I, is I this certainly you've did. said this over and over again about Liverpool. Aye. When was the last time I said they had control? Mm. Um, so they can't really complain. They are where they are because that's what they are right now. We, we, we're just always going to be comparing them to last year when they were, were two games off winning four trophies. But we've got to forget about that and think about right now. But we can't just, we can't just wipe and just say, oh, Liverpool are a mid-table side. That's well, they are. Now. No, but they are. But they shouldn't be. With the, with the personnel that they've got, they should be a lot better. Well, well you've, got, you've got all kinds of things that happen in football, Dan, where people lose form, the confidence goes a little bit, some of the legs go a little bit. There's all kinds of things that play into it. Right. 
And what usually and what normally happens is, is you make a couple of signings that transforms the outlook of everybody, helps the team, gets the guys who weren't in form on their toes again. You know, this is, this is no question a bit of a hangover. They haven't recovered from, from last year yet. I don't know whether they're feeling sorry for themselves. I don't know whether Klopp's overworking them in training. But there are so many things that, that are not happening right now that were happening in previous years. And as I said, they've got to make some signings because this group together is failing together. And it doesn't, out, look, it doesn't look like anybody to take them out of it. But they've made signings. They've well, they made si well, they can go and sign five goalkeepers, but they don't need a goalkeeper. Right. And Gagpo's a little bit for that for me. They didn't... You can say they've got injuries going forward, but, but Gakpo was not what they needed. Gakpo's a good signing, and I'm sure he'll do well, but right now, we need, we need players in the middle of the field. Because the middle of the field has given Liverpool absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. And if, you, if you've got the engine room that, that is choking, then it doesn't matter who you're playing against. Right. You're going to be under pressure. Uh, we're at the stage where Brighton beating Liverpool isn't a surprise at all, Don. No. Correct. And it went to form. The shock would have been Liverpool beating Brighton today. I mean, Brighton have played Liverpool three times this season. Dan scored eight goals. Um, I agree with Stevie. I thought they were the better side. I thought it was good, good moments for Liverpool. You know, I remember being on the show when, when Brighton beat them 3-0 and me and Stevie were saying there was nothing to cling on to. There was nothing. It was it was just empty. Well, I thought Liverpool defended a little bit better today. I thought Canate yeah, was easily so Liverpool's all, best player. This is, just, this is glass half full for no reason, though, isn't it? Liverpool are in dire straits at the moment. It's kind of epitomised. Do, you know, do you, know what's even, you know what's even more worried? They can't get the basics right. Right. Alexander-Arnold, the one fault he has is one-on-one -on -one defending... He can't do it. Now, are you telling me that the rest of the Liverpool players don't know that? So why are they leaving him hanging on his own with Matoma? Mo Salah didn't go back and help him. None of the centre-backs went out to help him. None of the midfielders went out to help him. Nobody went and helped him. They left him hanging. That is about as basic as it gets. Before the game kicked off... I'll bet you Brighton said, get the ball to Matoma and get it out, and you get after Alexander-Arnold. And if Klopp doesn't say that right. to his team before the game, then Klopp's not doing his job properly. But as I said, that's another example of what's going wrong with Liverpool that wasn't going wrong, you were asking me earlier. Yeah. Everybody was covering for each other last year, and today is a classic example of players... I'm not saying not covering their pal be, for any other reason than that just everybody's trying to get their own job done. Right. I mean, just basics. The, uh, uh, I think the most damning evidence when you see Liverpool today against Brighton is that you have to put it into the context that just a couple of weeks ago, they got their backsides handed to them by this very same team. So if we were thinking of Liverpool years past, the logical thought process is today, today, Liverpool shows up. Today, you see a different version of Liverpool. And what we saw is a moral victory for Liverpool. <laughs> what we saw is like, well, it was better than last time. That's damn inevitable. The, that's trouble. They're all clinging on. Yeah. They're all clinging on. There's not, there's not anybody there. You know, normally, as Ali said, under normal circumstances, as soon as you walk back through that dressing room, after 
getting your backside handed to you. Yeah. You, you shouldn't need to say anything. Mm. The coach shouldn't need to say anything. The players should be going, right, by the way, two weeks ago, right, you remember. But you, I, don't, I don't see that. Mm. I, I can't imagine right now anybody doing that. They just, the, the, the energy and the confidence and everything seems to be sucked away. And there wasn't one person on that field today that looked as though he was leading them or in charge of them. It, there was nothing. Don, how do you fix Salah? Good question. I mean, it's one of these, Dan. I mean, Jurgen Klopp's an intelligent guy, and if he could fix it and he knew what the problem was, he'd fix it tomorrow. The, the trouble with Liverpool is there's so many things going wrong. You know, Stevie's highlighted Trent Alexander-Arnold. Andy Robertson's not in great form, neither. The midfield's chopping and changing. The midfield actually done OK in possession today, but it's not really a Liverpool midfield. Salah's going through on goal. I mean, what I don't like, it's not really a criticism, but what really knocks me a little bit is every time he misses a chance, he's got a smile on his face. I don't know if it hurts him enough. And, you know, that might just be his personality. Might, that might just be his character. I wouldn't dig him out too much for that. Just touching on what Stevie said there, you know, when they got battered 3-0, there must have been a little bit of scar tissue for the Liverpool players going into this game. And it's almost like their thought process is off the back of a 2-1 loss. They can go down the tunnel, they can go into the away dressing room and they can all sort of say to each other under their own little breath and say, the gaffer won't really give me it today because I've done okay today. That's not Liverpool standard doing okay. You've got to do a lot more than that. And the, the, the problems for Liverpool are not just Trent, they're not just Andy Robertson, they're not just the midfield. Front men are not scoring goals. There's injuries galore. They need help. But if anyone thinks that Liverpool are going to sign Jude Bellingham tomorrow, and he's going to be the answer just because you sign Jude Bellingham and get Liverpool to the top four. It ain't going to happen. They need a, a major rebuild in midfield. Backline's not too bad. Front men are sensational when they're going forward, when they're all fit. But it's not just a one-man fix. This is going to take a lot of time. Uh, they're ninth in the table, out of both cups, Stevie. Real Madrid are coming to the Champions League uh, next month. What's left for the season? How do you motivate these players? How do you keep them going? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you play for Liverpool. You play for yourself. You play for your family. You know, I, I'm sure. I'm sure. As far as the coaching side of things is concerned, he's reached out and tried every single thing he, ha he can on the on the training field. And are so they still now, listening to him? Are they still responding to what he has to say? I think so. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't think we've ever sat here and said there's a lack of effort. I, I don't think we can say that. Right. And whilst that's the case, then, yeah, they're, they're still playing for the manager. But, yeah, now, now it's becoming... Personally, what do you do for this team? Right. You know, who are you playing for? Why are you turning up every day? Why are you sacrificing this? Now you're starting to think of all the psychological stuff. Because, on the, as I said, on the training field, that, uh, it'll be covered. Okay. Now it's about what's going on between your ears and what's inside there. Because that's, that's the thing that makes the legs go. But that brain is the thing that makes that tick. So it's now becoming soul-searching time <laughs> for Liverpool's players. Look in the mirror and what do you see? And if you don't see the guy that was playing last year and doing what he's doing, then you need to figure out... On your, personally, again... You need to figure out how to get yourself back to where you are. And as far as Mo Salah's concerned, he's probably lucky that, that Jota and Diaz are injured right now because I think he's gone past the, 
Well, he's got money in the bank stage. Right. And he's lucky that those two guys are unfit because now you should be starting to think about, well, how do I get this guy back to his best? Is it maybe time to set him for a game? Give him a little nudge? You know, so right now, Mo's getting away with that one because there's nobody else. Uh, there were two teams, of course, that competed. Uh, Brighton continue their brilliant season. Uh, just talk to me how brilliant Matoma's goal is, Don. Oh, it's brilliant. I wouldn't really fault Joe Gomez, you know, Dan, because he looks like the player that's diving in, trying to put a block on. The one I think switches off is Darwin Nunez behind him. But the Come finish on. is brilliant because... Everything that goes so, through your brain at this point in the game when the second's on the clock, right now, I've got to get the shot away. We're not going to have another chance in the game. Matoma's thinking, I'm not going to get another chance with seconds left on the clock. But somehow he's got the calmness and he's cool because normal people take the shot now. Gomez dives in to put the block on. Nunez switches off. He doesn't see it. He's not sure that he's going to produce that skill. But I've got to say, Dan, their, their recruitment is phenomenal. I mean, Caicedo, four million quid. Matoma. Two and a half million pound, and the list goes on. Their record signing is about 24 million pound. They're, they're going to make hundreds of millions if they sell these boys. I mean, incredible talent. You know, coming from, you know, coming from a, a lesser standard of league over in Japan, they hit the ground running the way he has done and tearing fullbacks apart like so easy. My word, like unbelievable recruitment and, and, and the foresight to turn him into this sort of player. Graham Potter and especially Deserby, huge credit. It's just brilliant. It's just great to watch because, as Don says, you expect him to pull the trigger yeah. for the first chance, but to have the gumption, the insight to take that touch and just makes it so special. Think about the time in the game. Time is running out, right? So as a striker, as an attacking player, as this ball is now coming down, you're thinking, I'm going to take a touch and I'm going to hit this. If I can hit it first time, so be it. But you don't want to think about taking the extra touches because you know it's going to get crowded. It's a really tight space. So if you're going to take that additional touch, it has to be perfect. And it was. That little touch around Joe Gomez, it is just beautiful because it's close enough to his feet to where now in the same motion, he's able to then complete the finish with the outside of his right foot and doesn't allow Darwin Nunez to come across. I don't see this as an issue from Darwin Nunez in not stepping in. I see this as the greatness of the finish by Mitomo. The only person in the stadium and sitting in the house watching the TV that knew what was going on there was Mitomo. Yeah. So I don't think you can blame anybody else. Uh, so Brighton through to the next round of the cup, the defending champions out. The draw will be made on Monday before Derby County take on West Ham. That, of course, the final game of the round to be played. Uh, you can see that at 2.45 Eastern on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, meanwhile, we discussed this, didn't we, uh, this week. Anthony Gordon is officially now a Newcastle player. £40 million the transfer fee. Oh, Don, you're perfect for this, of course, with your Everton and Newcastle <laughs> ways. Um, I'll ask you, I'll ask someone this week, is he any good? Yes, if you want to, I mean, he's only played a handful of games, but if you want to try and have a comparison in terms of how he plays and how he plays in terms of his character on the pitch, he's very much a Craig Bellamy. He's Marmite. I think he'll do well. I think he's got the character to play up on Tyneside. I think he'll be a hit with the fans. Uh, he's a hard worker. He's a grafter. He's very, very talented. I think I felt from, you know, being a young boy, the way he got treated off a very classy fan base normally in Everton and the way they hounded him out after the game, at Goodison Park wasn't a pretty sight. Then he didn't hand himself 
particularly well because he was young, might have been ill-advised, but he stayed away from training, handed a transfer request in. He was born two minutes away from Goodison, so he's an Everton fan. And he's since apologised, I think, this afternoon. But I think he needed a move, Dan. I think he needed to get the move out of Merseyside, go and play for a club that's on the up. There's loads of confidence at St. James's Park. He's got a good young manager in Eddie Howe. I'd like to think he'd manage him well. But I think you'll see him flourish there. I think he'll be very, very good. Uh, do you know what Marmite is, Ali? Have you heard of Marmite before? I believe I have tasted that, and it's not very good. It's, uh, it's a, a yeast extract, yeah. uh, which, as, as Don says, you either love or you hate. Yeah. Uh, just a reminder, then, the transfer window closes this week. To keep up to date with all the latest transfer news, you're managing to be a frantic few days. Be sure to check out Transfer Talk over on the website. Now, Newcastle, of course, in action, the second leg of the Carabao Cup semi-final. They're in the driving seat at the moment. 1-0 up, of course, going into that second leg against Southampton. That game live on ESPN Plus on Tuesday at 2.30 Eastern. Uh, 24 hours later, Manchester United take on Forest. Uh, United all but through to the final after that 3-0 win in the first leg. Passion, drive and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights and more. Whether you're into speed, power or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't a search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash FC. Just go to Indeed.com slash FC right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on the podcast. Indeed.com slash FC. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Drop points for Real Madrid on Sunday as they can only manage a 0-0 draw against Real Sociedad. A very good weekend then in the end for Barcelona, who won, of course, on Saturday. They are now five points clear at the top of La Liga table. For more on this, let's welcome in Luis Garcia. Luis, in the end, a frustrating 90 minutes to Real Madrid. Yeah, frustrating because they couldn't have that end product we've been talking. I think Vinicius should have scored at least one goal. He went in front of the goalkeeper for two, even three occasions without having the chance of scoring. But definitely it's been a superb game. Both teams showed that they wanted, they have the same desire. Uh, Real Sociedad played toe-to-toe to this Real Madrid that, uh, in my opinion, is one of the best Real Madrid that we've seen for quite a long time. 
And at the end, it's all about goals. But uh, Imanol knew that uh, the last 20, 30 minutes, they needed to, to keep the composure. They never lost it. They even commit players. They, we've seen that even having a chance in those last minutes. But uh, I have to say that I enjoy watching Real Madrid today. They try. Uh, at the end, you don't have uh, the the, uh, the reward of uh, getting three points. But at least you can think that this Real Madrid going ahead uh, could have something to say on the league, even though that today they will get only one point. It was weird because this is actually one of the better performances we've seen from Real Madrid, yet they dropped two points. Right. Real Madrid fans, hang with me for a second. I would be more encouraged about this performance even though you dropped two points, than I would be about the performance against Atletico Madrid in Copa del Rey where you advanced. This version of Real Madrid that can sustain a level play, that can create this many opportunities, will end up winning far more games than that other version that we saw earlier in the week. We saw Real Madrid today engage from the very beginning of the game. We saw their attacking players rotating positions, exchanging positions, appearing all sorts of different spaces, creating chances for one another, individual efforts, combination efforts. But sometimes, either the goalkeeper comes up with a save or simply you haven't been good enough on the day to finish the chances. And this was one of those days today for Real Madrid, where they found themselves in really good positions time after time, you had Vinicius being active, Rodrigo was active, Benzema was active. You were creating enough opportunities, but you have to put him away. And I would say as well that it's the sort of rival that lends itself for Real Madrid to play this way because Real Sociedad, it must be said, they came to play. They didn't come just to sit back, they came to play. It became open, Real Madrid was taking advantage of it, but no final product in the end. How critical should we be of Vinicius Jr.? Oh, that's a tough one, because sometimes this just happens. Sometimes you leave your shirt and boots in the dressing room. Right. But if you're going to drop two points, this is the way to do it. Ancelotti will not say a word to anybody. He'll, he'll congratulate them for the way they played. He'll obviously say, yes, we hope, hopefully we want to take the chances. But some days you have to accept that you don't put the ball in the back of the net, and that's what it was. So that's it? Yeah, you so move you on. You turn the page, you move on. Move on to the next it, game. It's nil-nil, it's I, OK. I tell you what, if somebody turns to Angelotti and says, the next, game, next time you step on the field, you're going to play the same way. Right. He'll take that every day of the week. I, I do think that... He'll take the way they played every day of the week, by <laughs> the way, before you say that. <laughs> I do think <laughs> that given the situation that they are in with Barcelona not playing well, but getting results, the opposite of what we saw today from Real Madrid, it forces Real Madrid to be a version of perfect. And each one of these results that kind of slip away is yet another opportunity to maintain separation for Barcelona. And it gives Barcelona yeah. a little bit more confidence in that if you're Xavi, you show up and say, look, we didn't play well, we won. They played well, they didn't win. This is why we're first, and that's why they're second. That's where they need to remain. We need to continue to have this momentum going forward. Uh, five points then, the difference at the top of the table, Luis. Percentage-wise, how are you putting this one? 
No, at the moment, of course, uh, Barcelona is still a, low, a long uh, way to go until the last of the season. A lot of things to happen. Both teams are going to drop points, I'm sure of that. But definitely, what Alice mentioned is, is totally right. This is spot on at the end. Uh, for Barcelona, in these moments where uh, you play for quite uh, some time during the games, but you lose the control, but at least uh, you continue getting those uh, three points, give that a little bit of uh, confidence and, of course, keep that momentum because... Uh, we cannot forget that Barcelona only concedes six goals. We are talking about that they look a vulnerable team, but only concede six goals in the total of the season. So at the end, it's a good moment for Barcelona to continue in that uh, momentum going. Uh, but again, uh, Real Madrid played today a fantastic, fantastic game against the third team of the league. Eh? Don't forget about that. These are a team that will deserve to be there. Show uh, that uh, composure, show that ability to be solid at the back, but also dangerous up front. So it's something that you cannot take away from Real Sociedad. They did a great job. They hold at the back, Le Lenormand, to Belgia, even to Imendi when he played in that uh, right side, helping the defensive of uh, defense of uh, Vinicius Junior. This is a top top team that deserves to be in the third position. So not an easy game that Real Madrid at the end uh, were happy, I'm sure, to to have a one point. How do you chop this up, Ali? Title race percentage wise? I would say 60-40 Barcelona, and. And the reason I mentioned that is because Luis just said there, six goals allowed yeah. by Barcelona. Whatever we think of Barcelona defensively, whether it's Ter Stegen coming up with big save, whether it's them hanging on, getting fortunate at times, the numbers would tell you six goals allowed this far into the season is a very, very good return for Barcelona. They're defending well. They're doing just enough in the attack, and they managed to somehow go through the stretch of games when Lewandowski wasn't playing and being able to get victory after victory after victory. So now Lewandowski comes back. We assume that they're going to get better offensively, and if they continue to defend the way that they have, it's going to be difficult for then Barcelona to draw points. Real Madrid today were really good, but they didn't find the end product. They now lose two points, and... This chase is not easy if the team above you somehow is managing to win games and you're having difficulties stringing results together. 60-40, Barcelona. Uh, we'll say thank you very much to Luis. It's the first time this season. Real Madrid have failed to score. Carlo Ancelotti spoke to Sidlo after the game. Carlo, I don't know if it's right to ask a manager this, but is this, is this one of those games where a nil-nil can actually be a lot of fun? Can I, can Is this one of those games where a nil-nil can actually be a lot of fun? A lot of fun? Yeah. No, no not fun. <laughs> well, not funny. But we have to accept this. Above all, when you play so well, we played really well. Uh, we are really satisfied for what, we, what, for what we did on the pitch. Without the ball, with the ball, putting pressure, keep uh, intensity in the game. We had a lot of opportunity. We didn't score. Can happen. What was missing? Was it, from your point of view, was it just the finishing or was, was there anything else you felt your team could have done? I think just the finishing. We arrived three or four times in front of the goalkeeper. Uh, we were not uh, so lucky in that, that moment, but I think that the, 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 the game was good, really good. You were saying in midweek that despite the comeback in, in the Copa del Rey game that you felt like you wanted your team to play better and you found it difficult to explain how there could be two halves of football quite so different. What did you say to the players? What was the build-up like for this game in terms of the approach to, to the play? Not so much the result, but the play. Oh, I, said, I said to them that we have to try to, 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 to start better the game because the last four games, only one against Bilbao was good at the first half. 
We, and, and today I think that the, the game was complete from, from the first minute until the end. Um, the, this team is improving physically, mentally. We now we, we, will, we, we will have back uh, three players, Alaba, Chouamini, and um, <clears throat> I think we are going to be to be better. The, the most difficult period was January, I think. I think in February we can have better performances starting from tonight that was good. This happened a little bit last year in January, didn't it? That the team struggled a little bit in January and then came through it and improved in February. Is there anything that you've done differently this year? You've talked a lot about that transition in midfield towards maybe a slightly younger, slightly more energetic midfield. Is, is that something that's just for now or is that for the rest of the season? No, I think that uh, the rotation will be important because uh, this is a different season compared to last season. We had the World Cup there, the lot of players involved and slowly, slowly the players that were in the World Cup are back and uh, I think we are going to compete uh, in the next few months because it will be the most important period of the season. Uh, Sid Lowe joins us then from the Bernabeu now. It'd be great if Angelotti just slapped him. When he went, fun? You think it was fun, fun. watching that? <laughs> <laughs> Sid, it was it, fun. Yeah, it, it was it, a lot of fun, wasn't it? it I mean, yeah. It, it, you know, you, you know, you don't normally get a nil-nil that's that's this good, do you? I mean, I, I, to be fair, I did think to myself, I'm not sure if I should be asking a manager this, but it was a really enjoyable game. It, it was, Sid, and what's funny about it is that we've seen Real Madrid play a lot worse and win. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and Carlo Ancelotti, I think, was aware of that. We talked about this a little, didn't we, didn't we before the game, that, that even in midweek in mid when they'd come back against Atletico Madrid, and the most important thing is that they'd won that game and they got through to the semi-finals of the Copa del Rey. But even then, and even in that run of comebacks that have all fallen Real Madrid's way in the end, Carlo Ancelotti said, yeah, but... I can't explain why this team has been playing better in both halves, why there's such a difference between the first half when they're so bad and the second half when they're really, really good, and that he wasn't happy with that and that he wanted a performance. Now, he didn't get the results tonight, but I think he did get the performance. And yet, I want to also make clear at this point, at least from my point of view, I don't know how it felt to you lot watching it, watching it there. From my point of view, this was two really good teams. Although they were under pressure, I thought we saw a really good Real Sociedad as well. I thought we saw a really good team, uh, sorry, two really good teams produce a really, really fantastic game. Yeah, very enjoyable indeed. Uh, we'll let you go and warm up, Sid. Thank you very much. Uh, just a reminder, plenty of content from La Liga and beyond over on our YouTube channel. Be sure to go to ESPN FC and subscribe. Did you know less than 10% of Americans own an e-bike? Here's why that should change. Studies show e-bike owners actually end up exercising more, plus getting outside more. If you're looking for a balanced lifestyle and everyday adventures, you need to check out Electric e-bikes. They are the number one selling e-bike brand in America. Their bikes are typically foldable, pre-assembled and have serious range up to 150 miles on some models. Check them out today at electricebikes.com and add some more adventure to your week. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Bikes.com. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage, to the First Real Life Store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow.
Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Let's head to Italy, some big shocks. Milan losing at home to Sassuolo by five goals to two. Monza, Ooh. meanwhile, beating Juventus in Turin 2-0. It was 1-1 between Lazio and Fiorentina. But let's start, shall we, with the league leaders. Napoli beating Roma by two goals to one to put them now 13 wow. points clear at the it's top over. of the table. It's over. Don, it's over, isn't it? Has to be done. 13 clear. I mean, even, even my percentages would say this looks like a 90-10 job. I mean, they were just phenomenal again. I mean, don't get me started on my man, awesome man. He's just amazing. But this was another test that they had to pass. And to be fair to Jose Mourinho's men in the second half, they were a lot better. Got back in the game at 1-1. Awesome men's goal for the first goal is just off the charts, skillful. And then the strength and the depth that Napoli have got this season. They've got people like Elmas and Simeone, Raspadori, Politano. They've got unbelievable depth, which they've never really had over the years. And you go 13 clear at this point of the season with another massive win. And the telltale signs as well, Dan, after the game. You know, they dominated the game. They were they were far superior. The stats and the numbers look a little bit sort of similar, but they were they, they were amazing. The telltale signs, when the final whistle went, the crowd were obviously gone ballistic because they, they, they think the title's coming for the first time in 33 years. It was, uh, it was the reaction of Spalletti. It was the reaction of the bench. They were jumping up and down celebrating because they knew in the immediate test, this was it. They've got fixtures coming up like Sassuolo, Cremonese, Spezia. They should chalk up so many more points in the next few weeks. And what's helping them as well, of course, those that are supposedly in the title race are dropping points left, right and centre. Milan being a key example of that. What on earth happened to them today? Well, they've just, they've just, I mean, like Dortmund, they can't keep a clean sheet lately. I mean, since the World Cup, I mean, defenders like Tamori and Simon Kier and Kalulu, all fantastic defenders, Teo Hernandez, another, they've just gone to bits. They're giving penalties away. They're giving cheap goals away. They got walloped today um, at San Siro as well, which is never a pretty sight if you're a Milan fan. And they've more or less in the last couple of weeks, because of the lack of clean sheets, took themselves out the title race. I mean, the drop in points for fun, they're just losing like ridiculous goals. The timing of their goals that they're giving away doesn't help. They, they go behind and puts them on the back foot and they can't react. And I think the biggest mistake, I think from Pioli and, and, and the hierarchy at Milan was when they won the Scudetto last season and they didn't really strengthen. They signed Origi, not really going to be a starter. They've still got Zlatan there at 40. They've still got Giroud there, I think, at 36. They should have strengthened while they were hot. They haven't done it. Uh, meanwhile, who would want to be a Juventus fan at the moment, oh. Don? Oh, well, it must be the first time in history that Monza have done the double over them. They beat them, what, six, seven months ago, 1-0, uh, and they turned them over at the Allianz today, and they were comfortable with the second goal from Monza. I mean, it was a work of art. They passed it through. They got in behind. Lovely sort of one and two touch football. Made it look very easy. And another sort of loss from Monza again that will put Max Allegri under a little bit of pressure, Dan. Uh, yes, <laughs> quite a lot of pressure in the moment, <laughs> isn't you? I imagine so. <laughs> Don, thank you very much. Don will be back for extra time, which you can always check out over on our YouTube channel. Very exciting. I have all the questions here. Oh. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. 
But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Uh, the U.S. men were in action last oh. night. Of course, part of January camp taking on Colombia in a friendly. It would finish goalless uh, for a lot more reaction to that game. Be sure to check out the latest edition of Football Americas. That drops on Monday. Seven Herc will bring you their thoughts on the draw. Uh, that is it. That brings us to the end of today's show. Thank you very much for joining us. Be sure to stay tuned, though. Don is back. Ali and Stevie, of course, here as well to answer your questions for extra time. <clears throat> Welcome into the latest edition of Extra Time. Thank you, as always, for your tweets. Ali and Stephen here hey. in the studio with us. Don joins us as well. Nice of you to sit with us, Stevie. You didn't watch the game with us yeah. or anything What today. was that all about? I didn't know you were pretty well. We're in the same room. We watch every single game. For years. <laughs> Where would we be? <laughs> Sorry. Oh. Sorry, I just sat at my desk and had me uh, had my lunch. Oh, oh, lovely. Right. What was what was on the on the menu for lunch oh, today? Can, can I can I guess? Can I go? Yeah, go on, have a guess. Well mince. No. Oh. What? No, Sunday. No turnips? No, 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 no. Oh, I'm wrong? No, no. Sausage egg and a roll. Oh, I didn't. Yes, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the variety, the variety. Oh, you got me with the variety. Yeah. Uh, did Ali and Dan plan to wear matching outfits today? How badly did either mm. of you want to go back home and change when you first saw each other today? What? Why complimenting each other? Wait, you, you sometimes sport the salmon shirt. Yeah, where were you today? Again. I don't have a salmon shirt. What would do? Yes, you do. Oh, thanks, lads. Oh, there thanks you for are. Me know. Uh, uh, Don, what, what are you wearing, Don? <laughs> oh, just, just got a little. Like, they call this a quarter zip. Oh, in the fashion <laughs> trade, Dan. Oh, <laughs> quarter zip. Yeah, you got to be over forty to wear that. Fifty. Stevie, you would have liked my dinner today. Oh, I what was it? Girlfriend took me up for a slap-up meal in a steakhouse. Oh, well I done. ordered a steak board. Right. Loads of different cuts of meat. Mm. Just meat, 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 meat. Oof. Amazing. Was that an Argentinian place by any chance? Uh, sort of. <laughs> so no. <laughs> sort of. So no. <laughs> no. We're going to go with no. Well, Argentinian <laughs> steaks, but not, not, not an Argentinian restaurant. No. And, and you had them all medium rare, yeah, Don? Uh, no, I, I, for me, Dan, I had the medium. Oh, That's wow. Like a, exactly, like a notch down or two. Wow, that's quite oh, different for aye, your normal well-done ways. That's, exactly. That's completely and different. And did it taste better? Not really, no. not really. <laughs> I still looked at the middle and thought there's a little bit of blood. Like, <laughs> I, I'm not, I need to go the notch up from medium. Right. Medium Don, well. Let me ask Don a question. Okay. Don. That's exciting. Uh-huh. Yes, Stevie? If you're in Charles at Everton, right? Oh, oh here we God. Go. Yeah. <laughs> and you want to stay up. 
Are yeah. you take them down first? Are you let? Well, well. Are you letting Anthony Gordon go? It's not yeah. Like, why? Not 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 because of the talent. I just think there's so much chaos and there's so much fire going on at Everton at the moment. And when he stayed away, even though he's an Everton fan, I think a lot of the Evertonians couldn't handle it because they sort of saw it as uh, like one of one of our own doesn't even want to play for it for us. Um, it's a scandal. Get him out of the club. Uh, he wasn't particularly starting loads of games. So Everton and their fans are thinking, I've, I've spoke to quite a few of them, especially on social media, and they're sort of like, well, if we get 40 million quid in, it might be money that Sean Dodge can try and reinvest. That's how they see it. I think they'll think they took a chance because I think the kid's got loads of talent. And I think he needed the move as well. He's talking to a lot of fans on social go. media. Uh, yeah. uh, to Stevie. It's always a good idea. Who is the best coach for Liverpool if Klopp gets sacked at the end of the season? No idea. Yeah, who would you want in there? I don't know. Well, there's not another Klopp. No. So... I don't know. I, I think we could do Just do it. Because <laughs> you're a big club, go and, uh, go and get a Serbi from Brighton. Really? He's impressed you that much? Well, on the face of it, it was, wow, you're taking over from Potter. How are you going to get more? Right. The, I would, I would so have would thought... Would you prefer him, to him say, to a two-court or a Pochettino? Yes. Yeah, because he plays exciting attack in football. Mm -hmm. You know, listen, I, I like Brendan Rodgers, the way he coached the team. Because right. he played it good. I just didn't like the, the other stuff. But the way he played the game, I liked and I like the way that uh, Serbi uh, has brain playing. There you go. As I said, the fact that he's got them better from when Paul was here is incredible. Liverpool legend says sack Klopp and bring in Serbi. What? <laughs> Controversy. There it is. Uh, for the boys. Why don't I just phone Liverpool Echo and tell them that? Yep. Who? <laughs> Liverpool Echo is the well, local newspaper. See every time he opens his mouth, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Liverpool Echo goes, oh, oh, and they start, <laughs> yes. they start, they start sticking headlines up. Oh, Nichols Guinness should get the sack. There we go. Because of this thing here. I don't think it's because of me. Oh, uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> no, no. I'm the reason. No, not today, yeah. Why does he refer to you as a thing? <laughs> well, well, because he's Because well, I, can't, I can't say bad words oh, on the telly. Right, right. Just a little echo. <laughs> listen to me and go, oh! <laughs> yeah. What was it that they did you bad on? Was it Gakpo? I can't remember. They, they stick yeah, you up. Yeah, Gakpo. Like, oh, Gakpo, yeah. yeah. It was. Yeah, it was. It was. Well, they so, so they didn't need him. Yeah. Ah, they do that. They do that. And you said it's that again. typical. It's typical press, though. Oh no! No, I didn't. Oh, no! Yeah, go down this well, path. It, this is going to help the situation. No, well, it, well, it's classic, isn't it? What they do is they stick a headline. Yes. And then actually, what you say has got nothing yeah. to do with the headline that you didn't actually say. Well, please. but then it doesn't matter. Right. Too late. <laughs> Sounds like this show. Yeah. <laughs> Now, you said. <laughs> uh, for the boys, even with... Well, this is not for the boys, this is for Don. Even without 80 million Casado, Brighton beat defending champions Liverpool in the FA Cup today. Do you think such a positive result will soften the club's stance on a Casado transfer this window? What, in terms of trying to keep him or... or in the, in the fact that they on. can beat Liverpool without him, does it make it yeah. easier to sell him? Definitely. Definitely. Adam Lallana come out with a great comment, which players don't normally come out. Players normally give it the old rhetoric. Oh, we're sad to see Trossard go. And in this, that, and the other, he was a great pro. Lallana come out and said, he didn't say good riddance, but he said, we don't need him anymore. Mm. Since Trossard hasn't been in the side, we'd be teams by four and five. Don't need him. So, listen, 
Caicedo's a very, very good player, Dan, but there's lots of Caicedo's out there. There's loads of them. And if he's valued at Brighton and they think he's £80 million and someone wants to pay £80 million. Pounds, if there's loads of them, why is it £80 million? I'll tell you what, can we get, can we get one? Can we tell, give Klopp a call? <laughs> and tell me where all these guys are. We need one. I'll tell you where they are, Stevie. I'll tell you where they are. Haidara at Leipzig. He's another one. Tonyali, who's better at AC Milan. Wouldn't put Sander Berger in that, but a young player. There's loads of these number eights out there that can close down. Kaiseido, I think, in about 40 games, has scored one goal. I don't mean to be an idiot, million. but I'm going to be. Okay. Remember when we had the conversation of which player from Brighton would be in the Liverpool starting yeah. 11. You said yep. none of them would get in the starting 11 with the exception of? Taisado. Right. Because it's what Liverpool need. No, it's what Liverpool need. They need the muscle and they need the legs of what Genie van Aldem had. My, my point was, which I didn't really get it across, they didn't <laughs> need the diminutive Alexis McAllister. They didn't need that type of player. They need the profile and the muscle and the strength of Caicedo. Brighton can go and find another one. They just proved it was signing Matoma for two and a half million quid. And Caicedo was four million quid. Don, seriously, if there's millions of them around, why did Liverpool not get one in this transfer window when clearly Stevie, we need somebody like that? Why here's is that? one for you, right? Stevie, here's one for you, right? And I, and I, I don't think Premier League scouts are lazy, but I think they're very easily parted with their money. I was at Fulham yesterday and I commentated on the Sunderland game and Sunderland have got about four or five 19-year-olds and the best player on the park was Ahmad, Ahmad Diallo, who's on Man United's books. And he was up against Kozawa, who's played for Monaco, PSG. And he tore him to shreds in the kids' 19. Why did Man United pay £90 million for Jadon Sancho and £85 million for Anthony when they've got Ahmad on their books? I just think, I think the Premier League club's just too happy to go 50 million quid, 90 million quid, 70 million quid. Like, there's Caicedo's all over Europe. <laughs> you know that, by the way, you know that Caicedo's not from Europe. Just to... <laughs> uh, no, I mean they're playing in Europe. <laughs> I know, Don. Philippe <laughs> oh. <laughs> has got Don calls Liverpool scouts lazy. Yeah, yeah. 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 Get another headline. <laughs> Get another headline. Uh. Ali and Yaki Williams' streak of 251 consecutive matches played in La Liga ended, of course, mm. and today he didn't feature in Athletic Clubs. Oh, he's a shirker, isn't he? Uh, do you remember the most matches he's you played? Malingra. Uh, most, most matches you played in a row without missing any. Which teammates was the Iron Man when you played? Well, I don't remember. I, I don't remember. I don't, I don't think I kept. Yeah, kept up with a streak. It certainly wasn't 251. <laughs> I'm gonna say that much. 250. <laughs> uh, and usually, when you think of guys that are always playing, the the first position that you think of is goalkeeper. Sure. Yeah. And th those were the guys that were always available and usually not injured. It, it, I mean, it takes something special for a goalkeeper to get injured. It's, it's usually maybe. Comes out for a cross or something. Shaka broke his leg, didn't he? Well, but that's Shaka. Yeah. And you know that Shaka was late to the challenge. <laughs> you know that Shaka didn't get there on time. Um, yeah, I, I don't remember. Top of my head. 51, Stevie. That's a lot. Who, who, who back in your day was like Phil Neal? Phil Neal. Phil Neal killed that. Right. I'm gonna have to look it up <laughs> quickly. Oh no, you won't be able to look it up. <laughs> Why not? Well, because it might. I'm going to say Phil Neal played something stupid like 300 and 
40 games in a row. I'm going to put in Phil Neal consecutive games. Well, I'm yeah. doing that, Don. What was your David run? James. David James. I was actually not bad. My, I can remember very quickly, not so much games on the spin, but I remember getting the suspension for 10 yellow cards at Everton. And Walter Smith, the manager, said to me, he said, go and have a two-week holiday. Go and have a 10-day break. And I went, no. I said, if I go away for 10 days, it's going to take me a long time to get back into shape. And he went, I've just looked at your numbers. I've had a look at your numbers since the day he arrived, when Howard Kendall was the manager before him. He went, you've not missed a day's training for something like a year and a half. Wow. So I was training every single day for a year and a half. Oh. Isn't that your job? <laughs> Only played about 10 games, but I was there to train every day, yeah. <laughs> OK, between October 1976 and September 1983, Liverpool's Phil Neal played an unbelievable 417 games Whoa! in succession. The longest run in club history. Uh, absolutely. I bet there's nobody close to that. I mean, think, think about Anywhere this. in the world. If, if no. you go back to, to the Iñaki Williams conversation at 251, this is also at the same time and within the same context of the time that Gareth Bale was in La Liga. And you think of the availability of Iñaki Williams and lack thereof of players like Gareth Bale, like in Hazard. Now, of course, we're talking a, a different type of talent, but it does go a long way in telling you how much preparation it takes and, and an element of good fortune it takes for you to be available for 251 games. 417 though. It's a lot, isn't it? Yeah. What, was, wow. what do you reckon your record was, Stevie? Um, I really couldn't tell you. You're not in the no, top, you're... top, you're not in the top 30. No. No. <laughs> well, there you are. Don, Don trained every day though. Yeah. No. Yes, good. He was, okay. <laughs> he was there. <laughs> Thanks for coming, Don. Uh, Don, what's the percentage that Everton get relegated? Oh. Dear me. Well, now that they've sacked my man Frank. Oh, and, Don, Don. It looks you were like tweeting a lot Sean about that, Dutch. Don. You were crying quite a lot about I that. Well, I thought he'd done a good job. I really did. I thought he saved yeah, the club last year. Job. No, I thought over the piece. He was only there one year, you know, and he kept Everton up last season. Granted, when you've down. got, I think, <laughs> I know, when you've got one win in 14, the likelihood is you're on your way down. Oh, you really really tweet that. You went, oh, I can't imagine what Frank could have done more. Well, yeah, because, I mean, they sold, I mean, they sold all the best players, the shoulder of Charleston, didn't give him enough money, blah, no. blah, 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 blah. Just because he's they your mate. To make the Just because he's your mate. No, I'm, I'm, I'm fair, but what I would say is, oh. Sean Dyche now, I think at this present time, has got a better chance in keeping Everton up than what Frank had, because... So it was the right decision. 14. Percentage of Everton going down. So, Don, it oh. was the right decision in the end to sack Frank? I think it was. I think oh, it was. <laughs> It was one win in 14. It's one win in 14. You can't dress it up. Rewind. I could have sworn he was making an argument for oh, Frank. Stevie, <laughs> Stevie, how have you not... Stevie, how have you not done it in six years you've been there? I make sure that I'm further away than uh, arms with. Uh, he was otherwise. making an argument for Frank, right? I, right. I know that English is not my first language, but he was making... An argument for Frank. <laughs> yes. And then quickly turned to he's only won one in 14, so therefore yeah. he, he was right to be fired. Uh, so what's yeah. our percentage? I think the Don? timing was right. I think the timing was right. Right. Percentage, I think I'm going to go about 60. Did they get relegated? Yeah. Nice. Could have been more than that. You think so? Well, There's oh. a lot of dross down there. Oh. 
Southampton will go. Who, who's worse than Everton? Well, yeah, yeah. well, Bournemouth. Now they've got a proper manager. Southampton. Right. <laughs> um, I'd argue, this is off the back of yesterday, we were asked, um, was Casemiro the best signing of the summer? Mm. And Frank said yes and then said no because he said Erling Haaland. Uh, I'd argue that Casemiro is a better signing than Haaland simply because City will be pretty much where they are, while United are a surprise top four contender. You can't. You can't. You can't win. Oh. You can't. Haaland's got how many goals? Uh, uh, that was a lot. 31. Right. 31. He's got, he's got 31. So he's broken all kinds of records. I mean, you can't argue with either one. Right. Yes, Casemiro has made a huge difference. But you're telling me that if they had signed somebody else and not Casemiro, they wouldn't have closed the, the gap anyway. What about Caicedo? <laughs> there you go. Well, there's hundreds of there. There's hundreds of there. Don, who's the best signing of the summer? Run of the mill, Caicedo. Hundreds of them. I think it's Casemiro. Really? I think I, think, I do, because I think most centre-forwards at a decent level can probably go in at Man City and hit a lot of numbers and get loads of chances and loads of goals. Haaland's amazing, don't get me wrong. But I think impact-wise, I think it's Casemiro. To go. How can you go against goals like that? I know. Well, I mean, Don says anyone can go there and score. <laughs> and I don't. I don't think that's accurate. By the way, can I just say something? Of course. <laughs> you know what earlier on when Don was talking about Milan? Yes. And he said, and Origi is on the bench. Right. I mean, seriously. Oh, yeah. What is going? What is this? What is wrong with this guy? Oh, it's your friend. Does he just like being on the bench everywhere he sure goes? He doesn't like it. He's on the bench for Belgium. He's on the bench for Liverpool. Now he's on the he's on the bench for Milan. Does he just like being on the bench? Well, I'm sure it's his choice. <laughs> oh, I bet. Do you want to play with you want to sit on the bench? I sit down. Never mind. Phil Neal's got the record for consecutive appearances. <laughs> right. Has he got the record for ben getting benched? Right. I'm sure Origi has Phil Neal right there. <laughs> uh, Don, percentage chance. Osman is in the Premier League by this time next year. Well, as I said before, someone's going to go in with ridiculous money. The problem is, Dan, if Mudrick is £100 million, mm -hmm. this guy's £300 million. Right, that's quite a lot. So I honestly no, hope... No. I honestly hope... <laughs> Saying that loosely, Steve. I honestly <laughs> hope that he stays at Napoli because, and again, this is not a dig at Chelsea. I promise it's not. The worst move he could make if Chelsea went in there this window and went 200 million, whatever the number is, that would be the worst choice he would make because he's an all-out striker that runs around, amazing touch, but he's he's chaos in a, in a great way. Chelsea would play it sideways and sideways and sideways and he would be gone ballistics. That would be the worst move he could make. City are not going to sign him because they've got Haaland. Liverpool have done their money on Nunez, so it probably leaves Man United. He'd be amazing for them. But I'd like to think that if he wins a Scudetto at um, in Napoli, I'd like to think he stays there. I love him. Is that not why he would leave? Yeah, if he wins it, goes off in a blaze of glory, makes lots of money at Manchester United, Don. Well, if it's Man United, it's Man United. What I'm saying is he's got, he's got to be very careful, I think, which I think he's an intelligent lad, to not just choose the size of the club and not just choose the money, but choose what style is going to make him 
that little bit better. Well, it's going to go against all the reasons why players move then. Oh. <laughs> the money and the size. Stay where you are now. Maybe he wants to sit next to Origi. <laughs> yeah, Origi. Yeah. Craig got very excited yesterday. It About what? Paintballing and go-karting. Okay. What? Hey. Craig named what? some of his favourite team bonding activities, go-karting, paintballing last night. What were some of your special team bonding moments in your team? Mm. Do you remember? Oh, you got the pub. Go to the pub? Yeah. yeah. Right. Did have you? A, I go to the pub and have a carry on. All right. Simple. And you didn't do anything else? No. Right. Team bonding, Ali and you, I'm not sure if something that Team I put together. What? Why would you say that? <laughs> I don't Man. know. It's a friendly guy. I remember a couple of uh, Halloween parties that were a lot of fun. Oh, wow. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Just want to say. And one of them, I was the Mad Hatter. Okay. Yep. Uh-huh. Wow. The only one I don't remember Who all was that this much. With? Who was this with? Huh? Who was this with? Uh, with the team. With the team. And we were bonding. Wow. Yeah. Halloween. Yeah. You used to have fancy dress parties. Halloween. Yeah. Oh, I've seen some of the costumes. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes. This one in particular was with the Philadelphia Union, if I remember. Oh, there we go. Uh, Don, any team bonding that took place outside of a pub? Yeah, Craig. Craig's are good, but you can't beat an away trip. Oh, okay. You can't beat a little. You can't beat a little Magaluf or somewhere away with the lads. Right. You can't beat them trips. Yes. They're amazing. Uh, Magaluf, very cultured place. Yeah. Oh, is it? There, oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> we go there for privacy. <laughs> High class. Did you ever try and organise? You know, did you try and... No, it's not your sort Golf of Golf outings. Golf outings? No. In the revs? No. 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 Didn't need to bond. We had a poker tournament at one point. Oh, look what, honey, you had lots of things going on. Well, <laughs> we're bonding every day. Yeah, sounds like it. Uh, that is it. We are done. Uh, thank you very much. ESCNFC will be back tomorrow. All the front pages, back pages of the Liverpool Echo, everything. <laughs> oh, <laughs> all over that. <laughs> uh, be sure to join us. Brainstorm. What's something that works so well that it's basically magic? Microwave. Air conditioning. What about selling with Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash FC, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash FC now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash FC.